How do social entrepreneurs and small businesses create an authentic brand people love so they can get the edge they need to stand out, create predictable revenue, and compete against the big guys? That's what we're here to discuss. I'm Adam Force, the founder of Change Creator, and this is the Authentic Brand Mastery Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. This is your host, Adam Force. If you missed the last episode, it was a good one. We had a good response to it. It was with Claire Bond. Uh, she's a brand strategist like me. And so we got to kick it around um, and really talk about visibility, attracting new opportunities to your business and lots of other good stuff. So if you missed that one, definitely recommend you go back and check it out. This week, we're going to be talking with a serial entrepreneur and also the founder of a company called Better Legal. His name is Chad Sakanchik, all right? That's a tough last name. I had to practice that a few times before <laughs> before I got on here. Um, you know, he had the entrepreneurial bug since he was young uh, for most of his life, and he's been the brains behind uh, successful and not successful startups in the tech space, all right? His primary focus is on automation, right? And so Better Legal automates the business formation process so that what typically would take weeks to do, you could do it in just a few hours or even less. So we're going to get into some of the legal stuff that you need to understand and how his business can make it way less painful for you. Um, I think we all like that today. The, the legal stuff can be daunting, expensive, all that kind of stuff. And it kind of holds people back. But then we get in trouble later as our businesses grow because we never took those steps. So this hopefully will make it easier and give you some options to uh, explore uh, to get some of these things done. So we're going to get into that conversation in just a minute. Now, if you're on my email list, you probably got the email uh, I sent on Tuesday. And I was talking about um, rebranding, you know, like there's a lot, a lot of times what people, when they come to our brand studio, they're looking for a rebranding opportunity. And there's many reasons why people rebrand. There could be new leadership. Um, maybe you started your business, you started actively selling, but you never really created a brand strategy or a, um, a, a powerful brand identity. Um, this is There's a lot of important um, benefits to these things. And without them, it's hard to grow. Growth is usually a big Kickstarter for why people reimagine their brand. Brands are always evolving. It's never a matter of if, it's just a matter of when you rebrand. And so that's what I was talking about in the email um, and stuff like that. So if this is something you've been thinking about and you're not sure about, but you think like it's time for you to step up your branding and you need a better North Star for your messaging and your visual identity and all that kind of stuff, um, you know, that's what we do. What's what we love to help social entrepreneurs with. So we have a full roster right now at the brand studio, but if you reach out and you talk talk with us, we could schedule at the right time in the future just to kind of pin it down and get you set up. Um, so, you know, never hold back, take steps, have the conversations and uh, yeah, we'll help you out. So if you're looking for that kind of support, you just reach out to us from our website uh, on our services page, you'll find our brand studio application. Okay, guys, we're going to jump into this conversation with Chad and get into some of this legal uh, insights that he has. Okay, show me the heat. I know you're going to dig this. Hey, Chad, welcome to the show today. How you doing, man? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm doing excellent. Um, you know, I, 
I had a conversation with someone a while ago who's just kind of like getting into business and stuff. And, you know, one of their first questions was, um, should I create an LLC now? <laughs> and so, you know, I, when I, I see opportunities to talk with people like yourself who are kind of innovating that space a little bit and, and doing some cool stuff to help businesses get established. Um, I love to just hear your feedback on some of these things, but before we get into it, why don't you just give people a little feedback or a little update on like what, what you're doing now and, and how you got there and stuff like that. Yeah. So better legal is a business formation service, very similar to legal zoom, which recently IPO at $7 billion. So that was a, a validator for us. Uh, you know, they're, they're the 20, 20 year old, 800 pound gorilla, but we've been around for, for about five years and we've really focused much more heavily on automation and trying to make things quick. There's, I have this, this kind of philosophy that humans should do what humans are good at and robots should do what robots are good at. And so I'm going to use robot in a very abstract way here, but uh, we, we have automations and we've gotten so good that new, you know, different states have different turnaround times. Texas is two days. New York is an uh, instant, actually. And so we've gotten to the point where we actually deliver documents, the, the state filing, the EIN filing and the the legal documents to our our business owners within an hour in the state of New York. And so we are the fastest in the industry. We we validate everything at every step of the way. Um, we help educate people. We try to create a better experience. We, we have a intake form that answers questions, you know, with an LLC or corporation, you have these terms like, uh, directors or managers or members. And a lot of people just don't know what that is. They know that they're the operator of the business or the owner of the business. And so we, we plug little videos in here and there. Um, yeah. we, we also have, um, you know, speaking of what's popular and, you know, LLC or, or what, uh, we actually have a, I created a choose your own entity adventure, which is like <laughs> a, it's like a comic book a little bit where you kind of go right or down. You start in the top left, you go right or down, depending on what your answers to these questions are. But essentially what we're trying to do is, is create this kind of business formation, legal entity management service, kind of in a box and handle all of the administrative, redundant, monotonous tasks that are sprinkled throughout literal hundreds of different government websites. Sometimes you have to fax them. Sometimes you have to paper mail them, send them a check. Uh, sometimes they have phone numbers that are not the right phone numbers on their websites and you have to call them and they tell you that the phone number on the website is wrong. And so we're trying to create a hub for everyone to just be able to come to us pay us our very low fee. We don't have any of this matrix nonsense where it's the, the, the bronze plan and you get this and the silver plan, you get that. And so we have one price. It's like going to in and out burger. If, if any, if anybody knows what that is, <laughs> it's like a one menu item and you get this item for this one price. We have some, you know, subscriptions and things you can add on. And we explain what those things are. We always try to be very transparent with what those are and why we're charging yeah. for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we just kind of want to be the more fair, transparent legal management or entity management platform. It sounds, it sounds like big and scary that the legal entity management platform, but it's really just <laughs> business management. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we change that term. <laughs> yeah. Still, still um, working on that. If anybody's got any ideas. Then, yeah. 
Um, yeah, I mean, the transparency factor, making it easy. It is speed a concern for people when they are, you know, establishing their businesses? Sometimes yes, and sometimes no. So, you know, you've got someone, I've got a friend that's a real estate agent, uh, I'm sorry, not a real estate, an insurance agent. And there are people that call and they want insurance for their business, but they don't have a business yet. You know, they're a sole proprietor and, you know, the insurance company will insure an LLC, but not necessarily a sole proprietor or the rates are different or it, you don't get the coverage you want. And so uh, those instances, sometimes uh, there are builders who are waiting for permits or waiting for um, certain funding and they have to get it through an LLC or you have a contractor who, uh, who wants to be hired by by somebody and they will only hire someone 1099 through an LLC, through an yeah. entity. And yeah. so in those situations, people are pretty frantic and they, they want the fastest. Other Got times, you. not so much, but we look at it as, you know, if the state takes two days, why are we going to take 30? And that's, that's essentially what LegalZoom and every other competitor of ours does is they have this idea of it doesn't matter what the state takes. It takes two days. We're going to get it to you in 30, but you can pay us an extra $150 and we'll get it to you in two weeks. Or you can pay us an extra $300 and we'll get it to you in five days. And so even with the most expensive plans that these guys offer, they're still not getting it on the same turnaround time that we do. And so we're very proud of that. Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting point of differentiation, um, you know, just to position yourself uh, that way. And, you know, this is uh, as far as branding goes, I think that's kind of important for you guys um, that could probably drum up some good business just on that alone. Right. Just kind of like fitting, like standing out in the sense of speed for for those other purposes that you mentioned. And, uh, you know, so why, though, were you interested in? let's just use the word disrupt, disrupting this process. Like what's your, like, tell me a little bit about what led you to start this kind of company. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually had zero desire to disrupt this process. Um, my, my dad's an attorney. I had no desire to be an attorney. My dad tried to bribe me to take the LSAT. Um, I fell into this because I went off on my own. I decided I want to start a company and I sold my house. My buddy was an attorney and he left his law firm to be a sole practicing attorney. And he was complaining that he was not, he was losing a lot of business to companies like LegalZoom or Inkfile. And I said, you know, he was on these sites like UpCounsel or Avo and these kind of like hire a lawyer sites yeah. and just trying to drum any business. He, he had, you know, he said he had a 70, he had a, a, $70,000 in runway. And that was in credit card debt. So, um, so he was trying to dress desperately to drum up any business he could. And so I said, you know, well, you know, why are you losing this business? And he was charging $1,500 and people were calling and saying, well, you know, I can get it for 600 through legal zoom. And he's like, but I'm a real boy. You know, you can come into my office and, and I'll help you. Do, and people just don't care. And, that, and that's why I told him, I was like, no, I was like, if I'm starting a business, I don't care if it's just me and I'm just starting out. If I just want to put up a fence or paint a house or be a plumber or whatever it is that I choose to do, I just want to get started and I don't want to deal with any of this stuff. I don't know about waterfall payouts or this or that. Um, if I own owners to the business later, that's something I'll deal with at that time. Yeah. And so he, he basically looked at it as he 
he spent three hours at $300 an hour. And then it was, um, I think 300, it's $300 for the state of Texas. So it was between 12 and $1,500 that he was charging. Yeah. Uh, and, and he was literally going through these 40 page operating agreements and plugging in, you know, the, the name of the business, the state and, and doing that manually. And I'm like, so you're charging people $300 an hour to be a data entry monkey. Like, why is anybody <laughs> yeah. paying for that? And, and what we found is that a lot of attorneys look at things like that. They all want their hourly rate. And they think because they got a hundred thousand dollar degree that they should have the right to charge whatever they want yep. to you. And yep. you're just going to pay it. And so I automated this process for him. We, I made a, an elegant form that kind of asked these questions in a very simple way. And, and then made an integration. I use Zapier. I'm a Zapier wizard. I love Zapier. Um, I will talk Zapier all day, every day with anybody who wants to. And, and then I just, I literally cobbled together type form Zapier, Asana and, and uh, web merge uh, as tools. And we put all the data into Asana. I, I sent him a notification and then we had web merge automatically generate the legal documents. And then he would copy and paste and put it into the, uh, into the system. And so it went from, you know, he, he had me time him once he had his one, we had everything set up and we yep. went from like three hours to nine minutes and 21 seconds. <laughs> and he just was so excited by that. Cause it was like, if we charge two 99, I'm making more money per minute than I am by charging $300 an hour. And I'm like, yeah, that's what all of y'all should be doing. Yeah. And so the first year was really just him telling people it was two 99. And that's kind of how we funded the business was yeah. uh, he got half and then the business got half of that 299. And then that's the money we had. And we just, we, we first tried to sell attorneys and attorneys were just so not interested. Just, yep. and we're still yeah. trying to sell attorneys on right. our white label product. Right. We have, we basically created a carbon copy where you can create a white label product and just make it your own. And, and lawyers are still not interested. Um, and so we then just said, okay, well, we've got this amount of money that we've put together 50 LLCs through your law firm. Let's just use some Google ads and try to sell direct to the consumer. So we spent about a thousand dollars and we made $600 back and we we're like, okay, well, this isn't profitable, but this, this is something. Proof of, there's and proof of concept. People gave, yeah. us, people gave us six, somebody just found us. They never heard of us before. They gave us $600. Um, and you know, that, that's, that was enough for us. And so I was working on a different startup at the time and, and I, you know, decided to kind of go full-time on, on this. Um, and that's, uh, yeah. And then we just iterated and iterate. And then we got to the point where, uh, we, we hired developers to hand code automations. And yeah. so, you know, using an open source software like Selenium, you can hand code the ability to just take this information from this database and just, you know, click here, click next, put this information in there. And so we built that. And so then we had our top states and we were, you know, doing those automatically and it saved us a ton of time. So all he had to do then was click, you know, go verify the document was right. And so over time, we just kind of kept iterating and iterating and to the point now where we, we no longer hand code these automations. We built, we built a Chrome extension that allows our filers to 
build their own automations because there are, here's what's interesting. There's, there's 50 states. So you can file an LLC 50 different ways, right? But then there are corporations that's 50 different, that's 50 more things, but then there's domestic LLCs and foreign LLCs. So if I start in the state of Texas, but then I expand to Oklahoma, Texas is my domestic LLC and Oklahoma is my foreign LLC. And then if I have another LLC in Nebraska, another foreign LLC. So then you've got foreign LLCs in all 50 states and you got foreign corporations in all 50 states. That's 200 different forms. And then you've got, I want to change the name of my business. I want to change the registered agent. I want to change the address. I want to change a manager or a member. Mm. And that comes out to about, we've got a database now of 1500 different options of things that people can do to manage their business. And some things are web forms and some things are faxes and some things are, you know, paper, paper documents that we got to send checks. So we're slowly automating. Uh, we, we realized we would never have a development team big enough to hand code all of this. And then what happened was some states or, or the IRS would change their website up. They change a button or they change it at a page. Yeah. And so you need to be pretty nimble in how they do things. The, the state of New York uh, recently changed their entire infrastructure it must've been a multi-year process. Nobody knew. And then all of a sudden one day our integration stopped working, but because we had developed this system, we were back up and running. We had to do it manually for a little bit, but we were back up and running in less than a week because we had people that had this kind of these non-technical people be able to build these automations with this Chrome extension. And then we can weave them together uh, and do checks in the process. So we file the state filing, we get the PDF back. We have OCR software check that it matches our system. And if it does, we move on to the next filing. We go to the IRS, we fill it out, get the PDF, do the same thing. And then we get it to the customer. And so that's really what we're trying to do is, is figure out a way to automate as much as this as we can, and then explain to people what, what these things are. So we, we actually also developed this really cool, what I call the live dashboard. So as I mentioned, once you've got your business up and running, there are changes that inevitably will happen if you're, if you have your business long enough. And so we have a da- a lot of our competitors just have a dashboard. It's like, here's your information. It's read only. Ours is editable. So you just change the information. It wastes a couple seconds. It goes into our database and says, okay, this is a Texas LLC and they changed the name. So that's a change name amendment that needs to happen. And it shows a pop-up and it says, you're trying to change the name of your Texas LLC. Here's a short description of what you're trying to do. Here's a turnaround time. Here's what the state of Texas charges to do it. Here's what we'll charge to do it. If you've already done it and you just want to keep your information updated, you can just upload the information here and we'll just add it to your documents. Or you can just put in your credit card here or the credit card on file and we'll just get going and we'll start doing that for you. And then we do all the backend work. So we're really trying to make it just dumb, simple to, to handle and and maintain your business. Interesting. Yeah, I know. I mean, I love the automation part of it. And I think, you know, the legal space is definitely an area that needs to be kind of, um, you know, shaken up a little bit, you know, legal zoom is one step in that direction, but it sounds like you're pushing it further. I actually did some consulting work with some folks a few years ago, back in Philadelphia, where they were taking a big step towards disrupting the legal space with automation and stuff like that as well. And I think it's like a space that people are trying to tap into, but you made a, you made a same point and a barrier that they, a lot of people run into is 
a lot of the lawyers are very traditional, like trying to sell to them and change their ways, forget about it. And then they get pretty upset when you are disrupting anything that hurts their business as well. So it's definitely a disruption. I think that is a a word to use for it. It's fascinating because they don't want to change. They don't want us to exist. Mm. Even LegalZoom, like LegalZoom is fascinating because you know, as you said, they're a step in the right direction, but we had hired their head of sales. You know, our investors are pretty adamant that, Hey, you know, this is a great opportunity. I met this guy at a club, blah, blah, blah. He left legal zoom. He was there for 11 years and went, you know, so we hired this guy. He was their, you know, VP of sales or head of sales that had essentially grown the company. And I didn't really think he was that useful. And he in constantly, he was saying legal zoom has nothing like this. They don't have any of this technology. We do stuff with Salesforce and they have rooms and rooms and rooms and rooms and rooms of people doing the copy paste action. And so, yeah, they're a $7 billion company and yeah, they're filing like 390,000 LLCs a year, but at what cost to their employees is that? And what kind of uh, inaccuracies are happening because you have people just being rushed to do more faster, quicker. Yeah. yeah and yeah. that's going to break down at some point, especially with kind of the new, the COVID, COVID with everything that happened, unfortunately, has opened up people to the idea of, wait a minute, this job isn't that great. I want to work remotely. I don't want to go into an office. I don't want to be under, you know, the yeah. Spanish Inquisition of, these different KPIs that don't benefit me in any way, shape or form. Right. And so we want everybody that works for us to love what they do. And so by creating this platform that allows people to build and maintain their own automations, I look at our filers as kind of mechanics where they build a kit car and then they maintain that kit car and it provides a new layer to their job that is satisfying that they built this thing and this thing that they built is, is fulfilling, you know, people's needs. Right. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I guess I'm one of the questions that does come up um, from entrepreneurs that I work with, you know, they're building their brands and they are figuring out the steps they have to take. And a lot of times people don't necessarily uh, establish their business legally for a while, just like they don't do founder agreements because it costs money and <laughs> things like co-founder agreements and stuff like that. Um, I mean, I always say that if you're serious and you believe in your business, that you should establish it and make it real, kind of like put it out there to the universe. What are what are your thoughts and your experience being in this space for, you know, like here we are talking to a number of entrepreneurs what's the advice on how to think about it? Any thoughts there? I, I, uh, I'm, I'm probably biased. <laughs> yeah, obviously I want you to form your LLC. Of course. Um, but you know, but yeah, so, so it's, um, you know, even us, even with, uh, the person that I started the, the business with as an attorney, we still didn't get started for probably almost a year. Um, I would say, uh, you know, and, and I'm not, I'm not your attorney. I'm not giving you right. any legal yeah. advice. What, I, what, what is common practice just from bad things that I've heard is once you either one of two things is the best time. The, the, uh, the third, the tertiary being, do you want to take this seriously? And do you want in your head to make yourself think it's serious? Yeah. 
So do the thing that is going to make you feel like it's serious and shelling out a couple hundred dollars to the to the secretary of state to be official is a step in that direction. So that's the third thing. But the first thing is, are you taking money from anybody? The second thing is, are you working with someone else? Because I'll tell you a story that uh, two girls that I know were working together on a um, on a watch. You know, it was just an Alibaba watch. They they found this watch and they, uh, you know, put their logo on it. It was it was kind of just a um, they they were trying to do social good. So it was every watch sold or every certain amount of watches sold uh, got I think a village in Cambodia a water filter canteen five gallon clay pot thing. Okay. And they had, they had all of this, you know, on the, um, on their, their, their Kickstarter campaign on the video and all this stuff. And, and one girl kind of had all of the, um, girl a, let's say had all of the kind of initial work done with Alibaba and stuff. And girl B was the marketer. And she's the one that put together the video and got the PR stuff going and get, got people interested, got on the local news and whatnot. Uh, the thing is girl a was running everything through her personal checking account. Everything (laughs) was under her account. And so once the Kickstarter took off, she just decided girl B wasn't necessary anymore. And so she, because everything was going through her personal checking account and there was no, you know, girl B could have made the case that, you know, there's, there's, there's us on video saying that we're partners, that we started this together. And so if you start a business without an LLC and without an agreement between the two founders, and you just say you're working together, that by default is a general partnership. And that is basically as if you're married which means that if girl A had run up $100,000 in credit card debt, girl B, because she has said, you know, that she was part of that, that business that they're working on together, that didn't have a formal entity involved, she would be liable for half of that $100,000. Yeah, and so yeah. that's a dangerous thing to get involved in. But in this case, girl B just was so demoralized and she lost the friendship and she was just so hurt that she decided not to pursue it. So girl A got away with, you know, all, all wow. of the goodies and all the baubles. Whereas girl B could have fought it and she could have, you know, done that. But then, then you got to get lawyers involved and then it's expensive. You got someone paying $300 an hour and it's not even a real business yet. But if girl B did the marketing and PR to make this all happen, then she, any money coming in is a result of her contribution. So if she had got an LLC at the beginning and had they gotten a bank account in the name of the business and she had that legal document that said she owned 50% or 30% or whatever they agreed upon, then, then that girl A couldn't have done that. And so if, you know, nobody thinks, nobody thinks this stuff is important until they get screwed. That's a, I trust me, I've been down these roads and that story is a very good example. So I appreciate that. And I think the other thing that came to mind as you were sharing that story is if you don't have your entity formally established, right? Um, you don't have the business bank account. And if something happens and you get sued, now it's coming after your personal assets versus the business. So if your business has like $0 of profit, then they're not going to get much if they get sued. But if you're using your personal assets, they could take everything you own personally because it's not under a business name. So, so that's another thing that we do in our <laughs> kind of our post sale 
email campaign process is we have, I have the YouTube channel. It's just yeah. the better legal on YouTube. And one of the first things uh, I talk about the first two videos that we send out to people, one is just because you have an LLC doesn't mean you're acting as an LLC. So let's <laughs> say that you have an LLC, but you're still taking money from your customers personally in your personal checking account, or you're taking cash and you're putting it in your pocket. You are doing that transaction as a sole proprietor, not through the LLC. So if someone sues you, you're like, oh, no, 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 I'm an LLC. It's like, yeah, a judge is probably gonna say, yeah, you have the LLC, but you're not doing business and you're not transacting through the LLC. So this transaction isn't through the LLC. The second thing is if people sign documents, not as manager of ABC LLC, right, and right. they just sign as John Smith, then yep. again, you're signing that document as a sole proprietor. And so these are things that, you know, that our competitors don't go over with people. They don't, they, they it's like they, they get them in and out the door as quickly as possible for as much money as possible, sell your day to as many people as possible so they can get as much <laughs> yeah. money on the back end. But they don't say, okay, now that you've got this, we want to make sure that you don't mess up everything. So yeah, here's right. some, yeah. and it's just a couple of things that people need to know that, that are, that they're not getting this education. So, so we pride ourselves a lot on educating before, during, and after the actual sale. I think that's another good different differentiation. So, you know, like when we work with people to build their brands, we do go through a major process. And part of it is um, kind of like doing perception mapping where you can really figure out where your position is in the market. And it sounds like you guys really thought through your competitor landscape and you understand where the gaps are, right? So not educating the before, during, after, or uh, the speed factor and how that plays a role. Like you're like really fitting into an interesting position in the market, which, um, seems like it's working out for you. I think it's, it's funny because in hindsight, it looks like we did all this thought, but in reality, we stumbled into these things because we are just trying to answer questions or do it faster. You know, I didn't have any experience yeah. in doing this stuff ahead of time. And so when we started doing it in a certain way, I didn't have enough experience to know that wasn't the right way to do it. And so yeah. you stumble into these yeah. things. And so it would have been a better, cause I, I could have got started a lot earlier on this education stuff. You know, yeah. we've been doing this for five years. I could have been doing that for five years instead of the last year working heavily on it. So, yep. uh, so yeah, I, I, I think it, I have this kind of theory now that everybody needs to spend as much time on development as they do on marketing. And it's backwards. They, they should spend as much time on marketing as they do on development because a oh, lot yes. of people like myself, yes. I said that backwards the first time, they, a lot of people like myself like to develop the perfect product yeah. to disrupt. Yeah, yeah. But then everybody does, is, if nobody knows who you are, doesn't it matter. doesn't really matter. And so while I was developing this really awesome system that is faster and, and all this other stuff, I, I wouldn't change it because I'm really proud of what we've got. And now if we get a thousand new LLCs a month or 5,000 new LLCs a month tomorrow, uh, we don't have to staff up that much. You know, we've got a, our, our, our main volume states are covered through this automatic, yeah. uh, no touch yeah. automation, unless something isn't validated and then it gets notified to a filer. Um, so, so, you know, I wouldn't do it differently for this business, but in any future businesses, I would say you need to spend as much time on marketing and figuring out what do people not understand about your business and how do you change the way that you communicate your business so people understand it. That's it. And spend as much time and, and development doesn't have to be software development. It can be processes or sure, you know, sure of course, Operation. whatever that is. So I would say marketing, you know, entrepreneurs like myself 
get caught in the trap of not spending enough time on marketing because we live in this world. If you, if you build it, they will come. <laughs> yeah. It's a common thing. And even when people hear that all the time and they know it's a mistake, like they get, they still get sucked into it without even like consciously realizing that that's what they're doing. I, I've, and done, that it. I've marketing- done it myself a dozen times. So yeah, it's, it happens, you know, it's like a paradigm loop, uh, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I think, um, those are important points and putting more effort into, I I like to spend more on marketing. I, I I will spend 30 to 50% more on marketing than I do on the operations and things like that. Like that stuff is important, but, um, you know, marketing comes in many forms. When we say that we think like promotions, but it's not just that it's the brand strategy to your point, having that clear message, because you can create all the content in the world, but if you haven't planned and thought through what the direction or North star of that is, you're just going to be fumbling around for five years until you stumble across the right thing. Right? Yeah. It's like, and that's yeah. what happens a lot of times. And just like anything today, like I would spend 75% of my time getting the strategy and the plan done. And then the execution is easy, right? Then you got it. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. like a lot of times people want to just dive into the execution and not put a lot of thought into the uh, strategic stuff and the planning, because that's not as exciting to them, yeah. <laughs> um, but it makes it that much harder. And we see that a lot today. So um, awesome, man. Well, listen, where can people learn more uh, about what you have going on? Maybe they need their LLC. Maybe right now they're going, damn, I better, I better go and get this done. <laughs> right. So where, yeah, where can so- they find out? We've got a couple different things. So you can just go to betterlegal.com and get an LLC. We're we're trying to market better and we're trying to uh we're trying to kind of help the small business person more by we have a referral program. So if you go to yeah. referrals.betterlegal.com, so referrals.betterlegal.com, you can get a referral link that gives your friend a hundred dollar discount and you get a hundred dollar check back. And the reason we're doing that is because it costs us an arm and a leg to advertise on Google and all these other companies. And so it's actually more profitable for us and it helps us spread the wealth with other small business people than giving it to a trillion dollar company. So if you go to, again, referrals.betterlegal.com, you can do that. Um, You can find us on YouTube, Better Legal, uh, Twitter, starting to get involved in that. You can also find me on Twitter, just C-S-A-K-O-N. I, I'm very active on Twitter. I love just ch- chatting with people. So just reach out to me, C-S-A-K-O-N on Twitter. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Do you guys also help, like if you're an LLC, but you want to change over to like a C-Corp when you get to a certain point, maybe you're trying to get investors and the LLC model is yeah. not the best thing, right? That is something I desperately want to do. And I'll tell you why. We just hired a law firm to convert us from an LLC to a C-Corp. And we paid them $24,000, even though I got quoted by four other attorneys that it was going to cost less than 10. Somebody, one of our, one of our board members had us go to the one that they recommended, didn't get a quote. They sent us a $24,000 bill, which is just purely outrageous. So yeah, absolutely. I want to do that. We don't do it yet, but, uh, I think that is something that I'm going to prioritize because I just want to stick it to the man. Yeah. I'll, Let me I'll know when you do. I'll make I'll that $24,000 back. Okay. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, I'll, I'm, I'm going to commit you to that right now. I'll, I'll make it a product right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, um, I have my qualms with having a board, so. <laughs> yeah. Boards are no fun. No. <laughs> I've seen it a few times. And I'm just like, you know what? Probably no, why it's called a board. It's like. Yeah. <laughs> 
it's boring uh, and it's like a, a weapon for like yeah right paddling. exactly yeah. <laughs> all right chad listen thanks for taking the time today uh love the innovation you guys have going on in the legal space so guys you want something done quick you want it um done right and maybe get some of those referral perks and get some money back out of it but also the educational part is pretty important you take a few minutes you go through especially the after education it's kind of like how the little nuances, how you're signing off on things, what you're doing, like make sure you're and, protected. And I can, I can send you that, uh, that, that choose your own adventure entity guide. If you want to put that in the show notes, uh, yeah. I'm pretty proud of it. It's just a PDF that kind of allows you to go through it. It's, okay. it's fun. It's a yeah. game. Yeah. Any documents or links just send to me. We'll have them, uh, include it with the, uh, the show notes. Sounds great. All right, man. Thanks again. Catch you later. Thank you. Thanks for tuning into the Authentic Brand Mastery Podcast. Don't forget to stop by changecreator.com for more information, fresh articles, content, and our services if you're looking to build a brand that people love. And please stop by iTunes, leave us a five-star review. We appreciate your support.